தர்மவாகினி சாப்டர் செவன் காயத்ரி மதர் ஆஃப் மந்த்ராஸ் ஓல் தட் இஸ் விசிபிள் ஷைன்ஸ் எஸ் காயத்ரி ஃபார் ஸ்பீச் ஓ வாக் இஸ் காயத்ரி அண்ட் ஆல் ஆப்ஜெக்ட்ஸ் ஆர் ஸ்பீச் ஆர் இண்டிகேட்டட் பை ஸ்பீச் அண்ட் ஆர் சப்சியூம்ட் இன் ஸ்பீச் it is speech that describes them declares them and denotes them all objects are also of the world nothing can go beyond it this world is the body of mankind one can't leap out of the body the breath the prana that sustains a person is inside the heart the hridaya and it cannot move outside and beyond the heart The Gayatri has four feet and six categories. The categories are speech, objects, world, body, breath and heart. That is Vak, Bhuta, Prithvi, Sharira for many years that they acquired long life, fame, glory, wisdom and the splendor of divinity this is mentioned by manu also therefore from whatever point of view we consider the brahman who does not meditate on the gayatri does not deserve that status of course what is meant by brahman in this context is the one who has realized the brahman principle the brahma tattva and who has purified himself by the practice of the ceaseless contemplation of brahman this has nothing to do with caste or even religion nevertheless those who have inherited the name brahman have a special responsibility to adhere to the sandhya vandana the morning evening worship and the gayatri what exactly is sandhya san means well or good and dhya is derived from dhyana or meditation so sandhya refers to proper or intense dhyana or meditation on the lord it means concentration on the godhead to fix the mind on god the activities have to be controlled for success in that process of control one should overcome the handicaps of the qualities or gunas the pure the passionate and dull sattva rajas and tamas when these forces of natural impulse predominate and try to direct along their channels one must pray to god to negate their pull that is the first duty of the one who strives towards god the rule of nature is that the morning is the period of pure sattvic quality the noon of passionate or rajasic quality and the evening hour of dusk of dull or tamasic quality at dawn the mind is awakened from the comfort of sleep liberated from agitations and depressions so the mind is calm and clear at that time in that mental condition 
Meditation of the Lord is very fruitful, as everyone knows. This is why dawn worship, Pratahasandhya, is prescribed. But ignorant of the significance, people continue doing the ritual in a blind, mechanical way, simply because the ancients laid down the rule. The second duty is to perform the dawn worship after realizing the inner and the deeper meaning of the same. As day progresses, one is infused with a passionate quality, Rajoguna, the active, effortful nature. And one enters the field of daily work and toil. Before one takes the midday food, one is directed to meditate on the Lord again and to dedicate the work as well as the fruit derived through it to the Lord Himself. One can start eating only after this act of devotion and grateful remembrance. This is the meaning of the noontime worship, the Madhyanika. By observing this ritual, passion is kept in check and is overpowered by the pure or sattvic nature. This is the third duty of all people. Then, people are possessed by a third nature, the dull or tamasic. When evening descends, one hurries home, eats one's fill, and is overpowered by sleep. But a duty still remains. To eat and sleep is the fate of idlers and drones. When the worst of the qualities or gunas, the dull, the tamas, threatens to rule, one must make a special effort to escape its coils by resorting to prayer in the company of those who extol the Lord, reading about the glory of God, the cultivation of good virtues, and the purposeful nursing of good rules of conduct. This is the prescribed evening worship, Sandhyavandana. Therefore the mind that emerges from the vacancy of sleep has to be properly trained and counseled. It must be made to feel that the bliss of meditation and the joy of being unaware of the outer world are much grander and more lasting than the comfort one gets by means of the daily dose of physical sleep. This bliss, this joy can be felt and realized by all. Discrimination will bring this home to you. This is the fourth duty of people. People who as long as they have life in them observe the thrice a day worship are indeed of the highest type. They are ever glorious and attain all that is desired. Above all, they are liberated even while alive. Jivan Mukta Care must be taken to see that the morning-evening prayers are not taken as a routine ritual, one among many laid down for observance. They are to be carried out while one is aware of the significance, while dwelling on the inner meaning. One should clearly grasp the sense of the Gayatri Mantra. 
It is necessary to feel the identity between the effulgent being, the Atmaswarupa mentioned therein and oneself. Only those who are ignorant of its meaning will neglect the Gayatri. Manu lays special stress on justice. He has declared the Gayatri to be the very life-breath of the Brahman. It is not only his declaration, it is the truth. What is more efficient for spiritual uplift than meditation on the effulgence that illumines and feeds the intellect? What is more vitally fruitful than the prayer that pleads for saving the mind from sinful tendencies? For a person there is no better armor than the cultivation of virtues. Manu states that Brahmins will not lose status as long as they hold on to the Gayatri and are inspired by its meaning. Manu says that if they are too weak to pursue the study of the Vedas, then they must at least recite the Gayatri and adhere to it till the very end. The authoritative tradition, the Smriti, also says that there is no treasure richer than the Gayatri. Soul force can accomplish all the tasks of the world. And since the Gayatri confers inner strength, to foster that force, the Gayatri has to be cultivated with care at the right moment without neglect. For the growth and development of the body, Pure sattvic food is necessary, is it not? So too, the effulgence of the sun has to be drawn to reinforce the inner effulgence in the form of creative thought or bhavana. When soul force waxes, the senses are activated and directed along fruitful lines. When it wanes, the senses fail and fail you. So if the solar energy is drawn at that very juncture, it will be as seeds planted in season, and the harvest is assured. Can darkness hide and confuse when the sun has risen and bathed the earth in splendor? Can sorrow prevail when one has infused oneself with that effulgence? How can one be devoid of strength, the strength derived from the very fountainhead of Brahman? The technique of this process has been laid down by the ancients for the benefit of all aspirants. Learn and practice it, and by your own experience you will be able to witness the truth of their path. Of what purpose is the sacred thread, the Upanayana sacrament? Which mantra are you initiated into on that day? Why was that mantra alone taught then? Why are other mystic formulae not given equal prominence? Reflect on these matters, and you will find that the Gayatri is the mother of mantras. You will also find the ritual shining with a new meaning. The rules and restrictions will be full of purpose. The deeds and activities of the ancients will seem worthwhile.
If you do not try to know their significance, you will interpret them as your fancy leads and land yourselves in tricks and stratagems to escape the obligations of life. You will be caught in injustice and negation, in anyaya and adharma. Well, what is the real meaning of the word Gayatri? Does anyone try to know it today? The word is taken to mean either a goddess or a formula. Gayatri is that which protects. Tra, the life breath. Gaya or prana or the senses, indriyas, beginning with speech. Besides it is said, that which saves those who sing it, revere it, repeat it, or meditate on it, is called Gayatri. Gayantam trayate yasmat Gayatri tena khatyate that is to say, it is this sacred mantra that transformed a royal sage or Radharshi like Vishwamitra into a Brahmanical sage or Brahmarshi. The mother that is the Veda, the Veda Mata, will confer all boons on all those who worship her. That goddess is described in glorious terms in the Brahmanas and in the texts on Dharma, the Dharma Sutras. If you understand these clearly, you can realize it unaided. Dharma, imbued with such deep mysteries, is today rationalized and interpreted willfully in various paltry senses. That is why the decline of dharma has come about. So it is imperative to revive the eternal religion, sanatana dharma, and the principles of interpretation natural to the atmic truth, which is the basis of dharma. Otherwise the meaning will be changed out of all recognition, and the whims of individuals will prevail and every act will be stamped as dharma, whatever its nature. It's now important.